Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C. El Senor. Dimly lit room on a holiday deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. The only building in the area that has electricity for some reason. Which is weird. But anyway, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. of the NFL playoffs. Whoa, uh, whoa, Russia whoa, in waiting. Whoa, uh, whoa. Whoa, he says. What? 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 What the hell is that? You what say, the hell is what? You say, I don't know, Martin Luther King Jr., maybe the NFL playoffs? It's obviously Martin Luther King Jr. It's his birthday. Half the country has the day off. Is it you're his gonna, birthday? Is that what that is? You're going to rank the NFL playoffs above Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, I distance myself from this. This is a Joe Getty production, this opening comment. How many people yesterday watched NFL football? Versus anybody who will spend any time whatsoever contemplating ML King today. I'm a populist. I'm a man of the people. I'm not an elitist academic like you. Well, I think they're going to contemplate it in that like half the country doesn't work today and kids don't go to school. So everybody's aware of it from that standpoint. Yeah, that's true. Although that's not much contemplating. Huh? Here's the two things that should be discussed about Martin Luther King Jr. that aren't. So you'll hear from the I Have a Dream speech and all that sort of stuff, and uh, everybody on the left's trying to try tie the Voting Rights Acts, which is the federal government taking over states' voting act, really, but everybody's trying to tie that to MLK. Here's the two things that should be discussed and don't get discussed. One, here's a guy they have a federal holiday for, who the federal government spied on, recorded him having sex with another woman, Sent it to him and his wife, the audio, with a letter saying, why don't you do the right thing and kill yourself? The federal government did that to the guy they're honoring today, and nobody's going to mention it. I think that's pretty weird. Well, that was the federal government of the past. The federal government of the uh, present would never abuse its power. Governments don't do that. I think that's pretty weird that that doesn't come up more often. It's a federal holiday. You know how the feds handled Martin Luther King Jr.? And the whole content of your character, not the color of your skin thing, is so out of fashion. Oh, yeah. College campuses don't believe that. Lots of schools don't believe it. Lots of of companies don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was his whole thing. That was his whole thing. It's it's a craze. That philosophy is a craze like a TikTok craze. It just has much more impact. But it came out of nowhere, washed across the land, infected minds everywhere. We can only hope it vanishes as quickly as it appeared. I mean, if you're going to talk about how uh, politics has been flipped on its ear since Martin Luther King Jr. died, some of it would be the race stuff. Obviously, that's very interesting. Uh, what would he think of what's going on today? But I would think he and his friends would think, wait a second, liberals now back the CIA, FBI, everything the government does, the liberals are on the side of that? Yeah, they tried absolutely. To, they tried to ruin us. 
They tried to get me to kill myself. Well, that's, that's the sort of thing that makes Matt Taibbi, for instance, and Glenn Greenwald so crazy. Wait a minute. Left America is now the biggest champion of the surveillance state. Right. More federal power, more secrecy. Yes, yes. And they're always right, and they never lie. <laughs> they never make things up. You can trust them through and through. Anything the FBI says or CIA, whatever they say, I'm on board, says the left. What? When did yeah. that happen? That is so crazy. Well, you know, that, that which brings to mind the, the eternal conversation about how useful the left versus right question even is. Because it, it, it morphs and it changes. And, okay, so you're espousing, I don't know, more welfare handouts, but you want a totalitarian state. Okay, is that left or is it right? What's the difference between, you know, communism and fascism really in practice? Hmm. Not, not, not in political theory class. In practice, and you know, they they definitely blend together. Um, my kids are off school today, and I had to talk to them yesterday about who Martin Luther King Jr. is because it's not something that really comes up. I, I'm not exactly sure why. So, so no, Thomas Jefferson, no, M. L. King, yes, Cesar Chavez. Uh, <laughs> well, that's some of it. That is definitely some of it. Also, uh, STEM is overwhelmed like civics and history, for better or worse, it would seem. Worse? Um, let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, January 17th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's run around and fail to spike the ball. Cowboys fans, Niners fans know what I'm talking about. Precisely according to the NFL rules and FCC regulations at Mark. Domino's is reducing the number of chicken wings included in their meals. And I really wish I'd known that before I had my delivery guy fired for stealing. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um... So I tried to, I, I, I uh, so far the last several years, the only football I've watched is the Super Bowl. Hmm. So I tried to watch a little yesterday and I tuned in and I think I was there for like 10 minutes and saw one play and I was back out again. Mm. What is, what, I know the rest of you like the reviews and the, having the, having the, having them pour over every call for 10 minutes. I don't, I don't like well, it. You got to get the calls right, Jack. No, you don't. It protects and, the integrity of the game. And they get them right just about as often. So, uh, I, so I'm out. I was back out. So it got exciting. Yeah, there, oh, there was some fantastic football yesterday, but you're absolutely right. The Niners-Cowboys uh, game in particular was just racked, riven with delays and reviews and the rest of it. Oh, the last 10 minutes took like four hours to play, yeah. as I recall. I must have tuned in at the wrong time because all I saw was people standing around arguing about what the call should be. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was hoping to watch some football. but They do that in all the other sports, too. I hate it. The rest of you apparently like it. I'm not sure that's true. I think uh, I'd like to see the polling. Yeah. Speed it up. Slow. Yeah. Um, and one other thing I wanted to say. I'm wearing shapewear today. Talked about that on Friday. Oh, you went ahead with it. Of course I did. I promised I would come to work in shapewear today. Now, yes. I am dressed casually as it is holiday. I'm not wearing a suit. I'm wearing the Canadian tuxedo, which is a <laughs> denim shirt with denim jeans. <laughs> But I am wearing shapewear underneath it, which I will talk more about later. See, it's it's in the summertime that I'd really like some male spanks. Um, but then it's too hot. Mm. You know, in the winter, it's easy to you bulk up. You got layers. Nobody's sure what's bulging here and there or whatever. It's easy. It's the summertime that I really need it. One of the reasons I think the hoodie is so popular is you can hide anything under a hoodie. Oh, hell There's yeah. no telling what you look like under a hoodie. Right. Right. 
And sometimes you're surprised the other direction. You've seen a person in a hoodie all the time, and all of a sudden, whoa, oh, wait, wait a second. You're really in shape. Why are you hiding it under a hoodie? Yeah. The rest yeah. of us, we're doing the opposite. <laughs> you wear a hoodie, you sit down, you can just let her go. Nobody knows. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? It's fabulous. <laughs> but in the summer, the hoodie goes away, and the truth emerges. I don't want it to emerge. The truth should go away and mind its own business. I was watching a... Uh, uh, a stand-up comedian on YouTube over the weekend, and he was standing like this. And I, I don't want to say how he was standing, but the joke will explain it. He was standing like this, holding the microphone, and he started in on some fat stuff. He's a big, fat guy. And uh, he said, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, am I about to listen to a guy make fun of fat people who's resting his arm on his belly? <laughs> <laughs> you know the way some people stand? <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, I'll occasionally catch myself doing that, using it as a tool, and think, right. "Oh, that's not that's not supposed to be." Well, it's there. It's just you're using a tool. It's what separates us from the apes. It's a, it's a good it's point. A, it's just a smart move. What are you an ape or something? <laughs> uh so we'll find stuff to talk about today. How does a mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. It's quite strong. Some nice observations uh, from the good people. You can slip a last minute one in if you like. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. So Russia did not invade Ukraine over the weekend. Mother Nature did invade the ocean and had some earthquakes underneath, which are causing uh, waves all over the place. Boats being capsized in California and that sort of thing. Craziness, yeah. You um, had wild winter storms in the east. It's the wrath of God. So uh, everything that's going on, we'll tell you about. Text line 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It is hard to know what's really going on when you're dealing with uh, big geopolitical stories and a lot of wrangling behind the scenes and the biggest crisis since the end of the Cold War, which I think everybody is agreeing is happening right now with Russia on uh, the verge of invading another country. But Russia announced they arrested a whole bunch of people from the R Evil hacking group. Those are the people that were behind the ransomware attacks on a whole bunch of American companies, including the Colonial Pipeline, which is one of the biggest and most expensive hacks in world history. Why did Russia arrest the hackers now? I, I find it impossible to believe that it's not somehow involved in the overall negotiations. I found that so intriguing. I was rubbing my chin thinking, wow, throwing some sugar our way right now. Why? There's got to be hmm. something going on. And the Biden, you know, if it was just the Russians saying it, you'd say, you'd say sure you did. But the Biden administration confirmed, yeah, they, they, they arrested the, the hackers that were behind the Colonial Pipeline hack. So what's going on there? I don't know. Yeah, well, there's the arrest, and then there's the announcement of it and the publicizing sure. of it. I mean, because the pooter might just arrest him and say, I want 25% of your take going forward. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and in his uh, regime, that's an offer they can't refuse, of course. Uh, but to announce it, then, wow, they're complicated. Strategizing, apparently. Well, and something we can get to later this hour. Did you see 60 Minutes last night? They know who blew the whistle on Anne Frank's family. That led to them being captured and dying. Um, we now know, and it's really interesting. So stay tuned hmm. if you didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't actually. I was watching the football. I made my choice. I'm living with it. Didn't want to deal with the Nazi Holocaust on a Sunday evening? 
January 2022? No. <laughs> It'll be it'll still be there this afternoon. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Continuing. Their series from Eric Hoffer. I find his, his career in writing so interesting. He studied mass movements in the middle part of the 20th century, and, and his conclusions and his... You know, his thinking about it, I think it absolutely applies half a century later. Uh, we mentioned last week the, qua- the quote, hatred is the most accessible and comprehensive of all the un- unifying agents. Hatred. Mass movements can rise and spread without belief in a god, but never without the belief in a devil. You've got to have an enemy. That's the key to mass movements. Then he said this, the quality of ideas sees- seems to play a minor role in mass movement leadership. What counts is the arrogant gesture, the complete disregard of the opinion of others, the single-handed defiance of the world. Hmm. See if that rings a bell with anybody. Uh, Mailbag. And I would submit to you that if you had that, the defiant gesture, the middle finger to the world, and some damn good ideas... That's a mass movement that would really, really take hold. And that should really ring a bell. Moving along, Hal Anonymous writes, Person number one, will you be buying the new shoe pants? Person number two, no, I shan't. That's not very funny, but he says, Anyway, love the show, loyal listener in communist China. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, we have a surprising number of listeners uh, living in and, and working in uh, the land of uh, the commie devils. Anyway, moving along. Let me get this straight, writes David. We can't put crazy people in an asylum, but when they kill people, we can put them in an asylum and can't prosecute them because they're crazy. Well, that's right. That's right. We have a system where if you're merely crazy, you get to run around and be crazy. If you're dangerous crazy, we put you away. On the other hand, our standards for who's dangerous crazy have eroded, become so perverted at this point, you have to make like a 15-year career of being dangerous before anybody even thinks of putting you away. How about the crazy, homeless, probably drug addict, longtime criminal who shoved that Asian woman onto the tracks in the subway in New York and killed her? Horrific. Horrific. He'd been arrested before. There's another another story out of New York about this guy who beat down a good Samaritan who tried to give him a coat and took his wallet. Fourth arrest for assault and battery. Fourth time turned right back onto the streets. Remember that when you're getting your teeth knocked out and your your nose broken by a lunatic. I've turned this way too dark. The guy tried to show society who he is and we ignored him. That makes me so frustrated. Or or just. It's a special kind of ignoring, though, when you actively deny reality. I mean, that's ignoring is one thing. Just shoving the truth aside and saying, you can't say that, is is a different sort of, of, of dishonesty. It's terrible. Moving along. Everybody's talking about tests, including you guys. Well, kind of, sort of, but Greg writes... Listening to Thursday's podcast, finally you're talking about uh, questioning why take tests. This is my take. If you get the sniffles, sinus, why why test? What does that do for anyone? If you take it at a medical facility, now there's a record on you and a statistic. That doesn't help anyone. We need to stop testing unless you're in the hospital and they need to diagnose what they have to do to do the proper treatment period. 
testing for no reason, no symptoms is ludicrous. The I saw the the, the doctor they had on uh, Fox News Sunday yesterday, and I was shocked that he said, "Oh yeah, we're big users of the uh, the quickie tests at our house. I think everybody should get them and use them regularly." And I thought, "Why? What? They're, they're, they're so they're so wrong so often. Why? What?" Well, and I have in my head, you know, it's funny. I've got a story about to, to, schools are brutally shorthanded. They will take anybody who can fog a mirror to be a janitor or a volunteer or even a classroom teacher. And part of that is because so many teachers and staff members are staying home because they were exposed to right. the uh, to the, the Omicron. I happen to have, by coincidence, a list in my hands of everyone who's been exposed or will be exposed in the next 72 <laughs> hours to, to the COVID. To the uh, Omicron. I'm going to read the list to you now. Everyone. (laughs) John. Everyone in America, man, woman, child, and dog, has been or will be exposed to Omicron. So you better craft your policy around that. So uh, Fathead North Korea has been uh, testing weapons. We have a North Korea expert who's a listener to the show who weighed in uh, uh, with his opinion on that. Wow. Lots of cool stuff on the way. I'm going to stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) Joe Scarborough said on Morning Joe today, he said the Dallas Cowboys were trying to blow up the time-space continuum and prove that time is a construct. (laughs) That's a pretty good line. (laughs) A bit of a clock miscalculation by the the Wranglers, the the Cowboys. So we cattlemen. We got lots of different things to talk about on a lot of different topics, but including including major American newspaper with an editorial suggesting parents should be forced to give up their children. All parents openly calling for the collectivization of child rearing in America. A jihadist snuck into the country a couple of weeks ago and took a bunch of Jews hostages over the weekend, and the federal government doesn't seem to be interested in that story. It's kind of something. We're concerned about a Muslim backlash. So on Wednesday of this week, the president of the United States is going to hold a rare press conference. He's had a small fraction of the number of interactions with the press that other presidents have had in modern times because he's old and out of it. Uh, The latest polling on people's views of the president of the United States, the Biden presidency has made you feel 50% say frustrated, 49% also say disappointed, 40% nervous, and then on the good end, 25% say calm, 25% say satisfied. So you got a lot of frustrated, disappointed, and nervous, not a lot of calm and satisfied. No, indeed. And uh, I'm thinking this poll is mostly reflecting before last week, because last week was a heck of a week. Here's Brett Baer from Fox News running through what happened just last week for the Biden administration. Let's just review the past four days for the Biden administration and this president. The CDC fact checks liberal justices pushing the vaccine mandate. Americans largely lose faith in the CDC, at least by what they say to pollsters. Finding a COVID test is hard around the country. Record cases around the country. Hospitals reaching capacity. The president pivots to a voting rights speech with a speech even members of his own party panned. Uh, Stacey Abrams did not show up for that event in Atlanta. Her state 
state, her issue. Inflation hits a four-decade high. Consumers complain about bare shelves. Stories about a 2024 ticket without Biden or Harris pop up all over the place. Harris is mocked for another rough network TV interview. The president stumbles through a teleprompter COVID event asking for the testing czar's name. The president admits voting rights bill will likely fail, as you just heard, as Senator Sinema from Arizona takes to the floor before he arrives on the Hill. Senator Manchin's statement again definitive on the filibuster. Senator Manchin tells reporters today he hasn't talked to the president since before Christmas and there's been no renegotiation of Build Back Better. The Supreme Court knocks down the vaccine mandate for private businesses over 100 employees. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan announces no further talks with Russia as the Russians get more aggressive. North Korea launches yet another missile and the Pentagon says they're surprised by that capability. DHS announces 104,000 migrants between March and August of last year, only 50,000 checked in with ICE. And pundits right, left, and center said it was the worst week of his presidency. So there you go. That uh, chunk of Americans who are, what, calm and confident, they're not taking in a lot of news, apparently. You know what Brett left out, which I found really interesting, got very little attention, was it was the day after his just uh, Biden's awful, scathing speech in Atlanta where he compared anybody who's against the federalization of elections to Jefferson Davis, which, if it were not so hilariously over the top, would have been just just unspeakably ugly. Uh, well, it was the next day or the, the following day that he went to Capitol Hill to push the uh, the voting thing and, uh, and stopped by Mitch McConnell's office. And according to McConnell's statement, we were not able to connect. So McConnell gave him the middle finger, tell him I'm not here, (laughs) which is something when the POTUS swings by. Yeah. Um, Announcement out of China that just came across the wire. They are not going to sell tickets for the Winter Olympics, so there will be nobody in the stands, nobody in the general public in the stands for the second Olympics in a row due to COVID. They had their first Omicron case over the weekend in Beijing. If you got one, you got a bunch. That's the way Omicron works. There ain't no way. Ain't no way scientifically possible in a giant city you have one case of Omicron. Right. No way. Unless the guy happened to be a kidnap victim who was in a bag in a <laughs> trunk of a car, and then his kidnappers decided to give him a COVID test alone in a room when they arrived at their hideout. Yeah. yeah other than yeah. that, there, one case means 50,000 cases means in a city the size of Beijing, 5 million cases. They got to be trying to figure out how to handle this because... They are. I'd lay money on it. Just like Joe said, they got thousands and thousands of Omicron cases in Beijing. Are they going to continue to pretend that we've got it all under control and we have one so they can pull off the Olympics? Is everybody going to buy that ridiculous story? Or are the Olympics just going to fall apart as Omicron just runs rampant? Well, Winnie the Pooh, she there, is vowed zero COVID. And, and to the point of imprisoning people, if there's a single case in your neighborhood, can he reverse field in the midst of the Olympics and say, listen, this is a virus that just spreads, but luckily, blah, 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 blah. The beauty of being a communist dictator is you can just completely change the doctrine and nobody dares question it. But that would be a huge reversal. And uh, speaking of giant sporting events, there had been talk of moving the Super Bowl out of L.A. because the Omicron wave is going to hit just about perfect timing. Uh, but they've decided they're going to keep it in Los Angeles. So there you go. The Super Bowl will be in L.A. Then we'll see how that goes. By the time it gets here, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be doing with people in the stands and everything. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and as much as Gavi Newsom, the uh, the the greasy governor, likes to make grand pronouncements and really weigh in on the uh, you know close stuff down, take control side of the COVID question, he doesn't want to lose the Super Bowl. No, I mean he's he's uh, he's a lunkhead, but he's not an idiot, if you will. So in a couple of days, we can all place orders for our four free COVID rapid tests. Free being the key word here. Uh, and then once you order them, they'll ship in 7 to 12 days. And then I don't know how long it takes to get you to them to you once they ship. So you got at least two weeks before you're going to get your free COVID rapid tests, which might be perfectly timed with Omicron being completely over. I certainly hope so. That would be both humorous, expensive, but humorous and a relief that uh, that the bug is, is uh, you know, moving on down the highway. So they're going to allow, what is it, four per person per household, up to 32 or something like that per week? I mean, it's just a crazy number of tests that, that they're going to send out. What, now, not earlier, not a month ago or six months ago or a year ago, but now. I know. All right. I know. Fantastic. I know. So dumb. But like you said, it would be a good thing if the tests all go, get mailed out after it's over, while it would be funny... You can't pretend that you'd be happier if the COVID was still horrible, <laughs> and somehow that would be a you know a win. Right, right. Yeah, as a fan of irony, it's a win-win if it were to go away that quickly and not be succeeded by something worse. Which uh, you know they remind us is not out of the question, but we're not here to monger fear. Married couple I've been with friends with for uh, like thirty some years. He's over his Omicron, but she was pretty sick like all last week. Last I checked over the weekend, still pretty dang sick. Not sick enough to go to the hospital, but all vaxxed and boosted. She's in the medical profession. Hmm. So it can hit you pretty hard. And I don't want to be sick. And I don't want to have to miss work. Right. Uh, and all, the, all that stuff. So I'd, I'd rather avoid it than get it. So I first heard about this in a college class. I'm trying to remember what the class was. But our professor, who I later realized was a Marxist, would uh, semi-occasionally pitch the idea that the nuclear family was uh, an awful idea and that children should be raised collectively by the government. Now, I found that outrageous and nuts, but I wasn't an activist college kid. And would say that in class. Absolutely. Wow. And everybody, everybody, because you're college kids, you don't know any better. Everybody just sat there and thought, oh, okay, I'll better jot that down. Instead of, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> well, I do I do remember people making their, wait, what, face? If you had a class of 45-year-olds, everybody'd say, what the, get out of here. I'm not right. paying for this crap. Major American newspaper has run an editorial saying there should be forced conscription of children into government raising no. camps. Yes. Yes. A real newspaper? Yes. The San Francisco Chironicle, sir. Wow. Okay. Well, I want to hear that. Good Lord, there is nothing to fruit nuts for the modern era. We got more yucks from Saturday Night Live because there were some yucks and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Google is claiming that Apple's practice of using blue bubbles in their iMessage app to highlight other Apple users leads to peer pressure and bullying of Android users. While Apple says Android users could easily solve the problem by not being so dumb and poor. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, it's so, so silly anyway. Oh, uh, look, I'm texting somebody that also has an iPhone. Woo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. People who have nothing to worry about find something to worry about. Yeah. That's one of the great truths about humans. Speaking of humans, boy, are they up to some strange things lately. Oh, we have so much to get to today. It's going to be a super busy show. Hope you can hang around. If you happen to miss a chunk or you got to go to work or something like that, uh, just grab the podcast later, armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. So this is serious. This is in the San Francisco Chironicle, written by a fellow by the name of Joe Matthews. And I quote, if California, and he's, he's talking about, obviously, the formerly golden state and soon to be the entire United States. If California is ever going to achieve true equity, the state must require parents to give away their children. Today's Californians often hold up equity. The idea of a just society completely free from bias. Well, okay, wait a minute. As our greatest value. I'll finish the sentence. All right, number one, uh, most Californians don't hold up equity as our greatest value. Secondly, equity, as used in the modern world, is absolutely not the idea of a just society completely free from bias. And you know it, you Marxist liar. That's the great lie. People are too stupid to accept Marxism, so we must force it down their throats by deceit. It's been true from the beginning. But anyway, this guy claims equity is our greatest value. Governor Gavin Newsom said he makes decisions through an equity lens. Institutions from dance ensembles to tech companies have publicly pledged themselves to equity, along with diversity and inclusion. Yeah, because they're cowards. But their promises of newly equitable systems are no match for the power of parents. Fathers and mothers with greater wealth, education, or other resources are more likely to transfer these advantages to their children, compounding privilege over generations. As a result, children of less advantaged parents face an uphill struggle. Social mobility is stalled. That's absolutely not true. And democracy has been corrupted. More Californians are giving up on the dream, according to a recent poll. Uh, My solution is simple. And while we wait for the legislation to pass, we can act now. The rich should give their children to the poor. No, this has got to be a joke. And the poor should give their children to the rich. (laughs) What? What? Homeowners might swap children with their homeless neighbors. Now, I recognize that some naysayers, hopelessly attached to their privilege, will dismiss dismiss such a policy as ghastly, even totalitarian. But my proposal is quite modest, a fusion of traditional philosophy and today's most common political obsessions. There's something missing here. There's no way this guy's writing a serious column where he's suggesting, I give my children to a homeless person and raise the homeless person's children. You know, he goes, he, he quotes Plato of old, his sage advice that children be possessed in common so that no parent will know his own offspring or any child his parents in an uh, order to defeat nepotism. And he goes on, today, universal orphanhood aligns with powerful social trends that point to less interest in family. Uh, he points out people are slower to marry and have fewer children. The state's birth rate is at an all-time low. True. Surveys also suggest many of us are breaking off ties with family members who don't share our politics, which is sick, shallow, rigid, and twisted. But my proposal would be unifying, fitting hand-in-glove with the most cherished policy for the progressives and Trumpians alike. Wow. I tell you what, if this is humor, this is really, really subtle. (laughs) Too subtle. Boy, that's a crazy person. I mean, if he's serious and it's so over the top, I can't take it seriously. 
If he's actually serious, he is a crazy person. I mean, he's a Hitler-like character. But wait, there's more. Uh, my proposal also would give Democrats the opportunity to build a new pillar of the social democracy they seek, a new system for raising children called foster care for all. Under this system, Democrats could stop pretending that they will enact universal preschool or child care, which they promised and failed to deliver for a generation. Over on the right, you'll see people posing as parent defenders, but Republicans are happy to jettison fathers and mothers to pursue their greatest passions like violating migrant rights. So this guy is militant. And they printed this in the San Francisco Chronicle. Yes, they did. Goes into abortion a little bit. Then here's here's your big finish. Perhaps such coercion sounds dystopian. But just imagine the solidarity that universal orphanhood would create. Wouldn't children raised in one system find it easier to collaborate on climate change and other global problems? Now, I don't expect universal support for universal orphanhood. Oh, you don't? (laughs) A few contrarians lost in the empty chasm between American extremes might object to this rational proposal on emotional grounds. They might argue that pursuing your own conception of family is fundamental to freedom, or that our differences and biases, for all the damage they can do, also give human life much of its meaning. They may also suggest that people don't really want to start or finish at the same point in life. They may even say that what we really desire is what the title... Uh, orphan of the musical Annie insisted upon. I didn't want to be just another orphan, Mr. Warbucks. I wanted to believe I was special. But you shouldn't pay those critics any mind because they just can't see how a relentless pursuit of equity might birth a brave new world. Again, if that is sarcasm, he should have laid it on a little thicker. Mm. That's crazy. I see who this guy writes for. Um... Zocalo Public Square. What is that? Is he trying to portray a crazy person who believes this sort of stuff to make a point? Is that it? Because it can't be real. Let's see. This uh, publication he writes for uh, connecting people to ideas and each other. Um, California needs an agricultural revolution. It's hard it's uh, connected with the Arizona State University. There's uh, something about melting glaciers. Well, we will look into this and try to figure it out. Yeah, this yeah this appears to be legit. If you uh, just kind of barely paid attention in the news over the weekend, maybe you heard a little bit about the, the jihadist who took uh, a whole bunch of Jewish people captive, and it was looking pretty dark there for a while. They were all rescued, and he's dead. But the 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 lack of noise out of our federal government about this is weird. Biden's statement about it was weird. Um, we can bring you up to speed on that story to kick off hour two, among other things. I'm confused by the Australian Open and the tennis player story a little bit, but... Uh, I think I can clarify. There's okay. not much there, I'm honestly. Not, I'm not paying much attention to that, either. Novak's Djokovic kicked out of the land down under. I didn't buy my shapewear small enough, I don't think. Oh, yeah, it's got to be tight. Like a sausage casing. I need it in a medium, and I bought it in a large. And uh, so the the shapewear I bought, um, it's basically just like the Tony Soprano tank top. I mean, it's... It's just, oh, no. it's, it needs to be snugger than that. So I needed a medium. Here's here's one thing. Maybe you notice this watching the football. All, all, I've been noticing this for years as a guy. You look at the stats on these players, and you see a guy who is 6'3 and freaking ripped. It's not like he's skinny. I mean, he's got giant arms, giant shoulders, giant legs, 
<laughs> and he weighs less than you do. Mm. And you think, well, that's interesting. And that's what I'm finding as I'm losing weight. I'm 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 a medium guy. That that in reality, that's the size I am. I'm a medium sized guy. I've been wearing large and extra large my whole life because I had grown into it on my frame. But in real life, if I'm the weight I should be, I'm actually a medium. And it's easy to fool yourself. That's why I'm not those NFL myself. players. I wear XL because I'm fat. That's why that NFL player who's my height weighs less than me, even though he's giant. <laughs> I'm doughy, doughy Joey. I can live with it. So I got to buy the medium sized slimwear to really squish my moobs in. So our North Korea expert said, in short, uh, Fathead is not going to ever, ever offensively launch against one of his neighbors. Okay. And he explains why. And he has made a living analyzing North Korea. This, this man's words have heft. That's good to know. Update from America's schools. Uh, with more on the Texas abduction story, the hostage story. We got a little Martin Luther King Jr. talk for you on this, his birthday, which is a national holiday. And uh, I think every school in the country is closed. I know both of my kids, private and public, are, are closed. Um, if you miss an hour of the show, you can grab it on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.